Welcome to Reset Forever Ministry podcast with Elder Daniel Simpson and Dr. Valerie Simpson. Thank you for joining us and listen to our very first podcast. Yes, thank you for joining us. And we're going to be doing the Sunday school lesson every week. Uh, that's going to be one of our broadcasts. There'll be others that'll be on the Word of God as uh, we're randomly inspired to do so. However, today we're going to talk about Samson, and there's a lot that you know about him, but there's some things that I learned about him, and there's some things I knew about him, but didn't have all the facts together, so we're going to include that today. Is that okay with you? Yes, it is. All right, so we're going to, I want to start by talking about his parents, right? So his father was Manoah. Yes. All right, so Manoah, um, you've probably heard that name in the Bible, but he was the father of Samson. The mother, uh, actually, or his wife at that time, was barren, didn't have child. So she went to, he, he went to God, and he entreated him. So now, what does entreat mean, Daniel? Entreat means to pray fervently with a sacrifice to get an answer from the, the Lord. Okay, so it is an approach that is very passionate and an approach that comes also, I have something for you. I not only have a petition, but I have an offering for you. So he entreated the Lord for a child. And it's very interesting that the next thing we hear is the angel of the Lord comes and appears to his wife, which we don't have her name either. Um, so he appears to the wife and tells her that this child had, that she is going to conceive because she hadn't conceived yet. She's going to conceive and the child is going to be a Nazarite. He's already appointed before she's even pregnant, not just in the womb, but before she's even pregnant. He's already appointed by God. Yes. I think that's significant. Mm -hmm. So um, after this encounter with the angel, they uh, did have the child, and they were going to name the child. They wanted to name the child after the angel, actually, because of this wonderful encounter. But the angel refused to give his name. His name is a secret. So it's a secret. So the angel refused to give the name. So they named him Samson, which is which translates to bright like the sun or brilliance of the angel after the brilliance of the angel. So Samson grows up. He, well, actually, he's born. He grew up. He was appointed to be a judge to judge the Philistines. Okay, so it's different from the other judges because they were all appointed as judges over Israel I'm, I'm wondering is he the only one that was not appointed as a judge over Israel well he, it was like twofold he was a judge for Israel but it was really to be in direct con, uh, trash uh, or, or in direct contact with the Philistines, and in this lesson, you will see where God is targeting. His target is to destroy the temple of Dagon. So he was actually, it was a setup. It was a setup. Okay. All right. So it was a, a setup by God, and he plants this judge in the midst of the Philistines, and uh, 
you know, God has an ultimate end through this very judge that he uses. All right, let, let's, let's kind of fast forward a little bit. He falls in love with a woman, and guess what? We don't know her name. And this woman, um, he did marry her, and of course, at those times, they had feasts that lasted for days and celebration of the wedding. And this is uh, the wedding that um, was attended by Philistines because the wife that he married was a Philistine. Was a Philistine. So he married a wife, a woman of the Philistines. He loved her. And uh, the Philistines come and they celebrate. Now, Samson, with all of his wit and his gifts, stands up. In the, in the midst of the feast and he puts forth a challenge to the uh, Philistines and uh, he says to them that uh, well he puts forth a challenge in the form of a riddle mm -hmm. okay so now how, how does it read in King James and then the King James read this put forth a riddle he says In verse 14, okay. out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And that was out of the 15th chapter of Judges. 14th chapter. 14th chapter. And verse 14. And verse 14. Okay, so that's the riddle that he puts out. Now, he tells them, if you are able to correctly respond and, and, and answer my riddle, I'm going to give to you. Now, the King James Version says... It talks about 30 pieces of sheets, but I looked it up in the New Living Translation, and it's actually translated into 30 plain robes and 30 fine robes. And remember, there were 30 Philistines that were there, and certainly they wanted, they were bothered and troubled by this riddle. But he gave them seven days to do it. And over that period of seven days, they were starting to panic because they didn't get the answer. So what happens is this wife goes and, you know, she feels for her people and she begins to weep and cry and, and pull upon Samson so that he would give her the answer to this riddle. But they actually threatened her. Oh, okay. To get the riddle from Samson, to get the answer of the riddle from Samson. They threatened to burn her and her father with fire. Okay, so it wasn't just a few fake tears to compel him. She actually had a reason to be crying yeah. to him. So mm -hmm. she went crying to Samson. And finally, guess she breaks him down. And he goes ahead and gives her the answer to the riddle. So on day seven, when it was time, when time was up, they came to Samson. And he asked if they knew the answer to the riddle. And... They did, and they gave it to him, and it was a gospel message. And um, my husband will talk about that a little bit. But they gave him an answer to, they gave him his answer, and as a result, he gets angry. He goes and kills 30 men, takes their fine robes and their plain robes, come back, and those were Philistines that he kills. And he comes back and brings them to the ones that he owed it to because they answered his riddle. And his response to them, he knew that they didn't just come up with it. What did he say to them? He said, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have known the answer to my riddle. He knew that they were, you know, they had 
threatened her and they had oppressed her. So now there's a problem because the father is, her father believes that Samson is mad at the wife for telling it. So uh, his wife's father takes her and gives her to Samson's companion to be a wife. So that hurt him. All right. So after that, he ends up um, uh, getting wanting revenge, and he goes and I don't know how one man can collect. I guess it has to be by God's grace, the power, the power that was in him, this anointing that he had. And he went and got thirty foxes and tied them together. I believe is that how it reads. Three hundred foxes. Three hundred. Why I'm thinking thirty like the Philistines. So three hundred foxes. They tie their tails together. Am I yeah, remember that? fire okay. bands and tail to tail. Okay. And then he lights them on fire. And he sets them loose in the cornfield. The cornfield goes up in flame. They lose their crops. Vineyards. Now they're mad. Vineyards and olive oils. Vineyards and olive, olive groves. And yeah, so they lost their wealth and they lost you know, their life, their livelihoods and things that were going on for them. So they come back to get revenge. And their form of revenge is to set the house on fire. And his wife and her father end up perishing in this fire. So now you've got Samson, a man that has a background in history that I think kind of colors his personality a little bit better. So we're going to go ahead into the lesson. And so this is called Samson's Final victory. All right, Elder Simpson. So we got a good background and understanding of uh, understanding of this great judge, Samson. He is after she gave the background, he is heartbroken. But something really strikes me here is that Samson still is in love with Philistines women, and the Bible says that God did that. And I'll read that verse to you because his father asked him when he wanted to marry this Philistine woman. His father says unto him, Is there never a woman among the daughters of thy brethren or among all my people that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistine? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. But verse 4 in chapter 14 goes on and answered that and said, but his father's mother knew not that it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. So it was the Lord that has caused Samson, put this in Samson, to desire these Philistines women because God wanted Samson to have an occasion against them so that he can judge and destroy the temple Dagon, which is Samson's final victory. So even though Samson's wife now has perished in the fire by the hands of the Philistines, so now we go into this chapter 16 of this lesson in verse number 4. And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sukkot whose name was Delilah. Now, isn't it kind of, 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 of strange that out of all the women that Samson dealt with, Delilah is the name that is given. We're not given the name of Samson's mother. We're not given the name of Samson's wife, his Philistine wife that perished. We're not given the name of the harlot 
that he encountered, but we are given the name of Delilah. I wonder why. Interesting. Amen? Because Delilah names means lustful. It means to be seductive. I know because I looked her name up in my Bible dictionary. So actually she just pulled out all the plugs. She was the one that could do it. She was the one that could take him out. So the enemy knows. Yeah, Samson loved her, I believe, just as much as he loved his wife who perished in the fire. Because Samson came to see her on multiple occasions. He played this cat and mouse game with her until she finally wore him down, just like his wife wore him down, to give up the secret of his riddle, where now Delilah will wear him down to give up the secret of his strength. And that's why we in the body of Christ, we have to be very careful about the wiles of the enemy. We can't play a mouse, a cat and mouse game with the enemy concerning our salvation, concerning our anointing, concerning our ministry, concerning our walk with the Lord. Especially, uh, I would say, the anointing too, because everybody has an anointing that God puts on them, but he had a very powerful anointing. So this kind of just gives us an example of the victories that come through the anointing. Because you notice in this lesson that whenever... Samson would hear the words of the Philistines. It seemed like the Spirit of God would come upon him mightily. Except when he destroyed the lion, when the lion came upon him and and the power of God came upon him and he killed the lion with his bare hands. And that's where his riddle came out of, the purpose of his riddle. But when when he encountered the Philistines, uh, the Spirit of God came upon him mightily. This anointing, that Nazarite consecration came upon him, and he was able to defeat the Philistines. Amen. So in this lesson, the Philistines, hmm, it seems like they they figured out something by dealing with Samson. And they already knew that he had a strong att- attraction for the Philistines' women. Dealing with Delilah, we will see this here because it goes on to say in verse number five, we'll get to the lesson in a minute. The Lord said the Philistine came unto her and said unto her, entice him and see wherein his great strength lies and by what means we may prevail against him that we may bound him and afflict him and we will give thee every one of us 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah now is hired to find the source of Samson anointing. Okay, so Delilah was hired by the Philistines to bring him down. Yes. So he loved her, but she didn't care. She was on a mission. Yes. Okay. He loved, the Bible, the the scripture, he loved Delilah. Hmm. He fell in love with her. But Delilah never loved Samson. She was a means that God would use her to betray Samson so Samson get his final victory and Dagod could be would be destroyed. That temple. 
Alright, so who is Dagon? Dagon was uh, a Philistine um, god. He was half man and half fish. Like a mermaid. Was that their only god or they had others and or this was the one that they this particular people this was, worshipped? This was the this was their main god. The god of the Philistines. Gods of the Philistines. Dagon. Okay, so his appearance was at the top he was a human. Yes. And at the bottom he was fish, like yeah, a, fish a, a male version of a of a mermaid. Yes, just like if you've seen that, that Disney child movie. Um the little mermaid and then you got the big mermaid. Yeah. He's blue, and he got a man's from his torso, from his waist on up. He's a human. He's a man. Yeah. And then from his waist on down, he is a, a, a fish. And then you have mermaids, which are women. After likeness. this particular likeness. Yes. Do you think that's where they get it from? Yes. And isn't that amazing all this time? And even I found this out after studying this lesson when I went to... Uh, the internet and I looked up Dagon and got his definition and they showed his likeness and I was really surprised that Dagon was a male mermaid yeah I had another image of him more like a totem pole and so forth but yes. yeah okay so this is um, the purpose and the Bible said that this was God's purpose for Samson's life when his father and his mother was inquiring why are you going to marry a Philistine woman when there's women of our uh, uh, your brothers, your tribes yeah. to marry. Well, their dissensions. I mean, he had already married a Philistine and you see what happens. They, you know, they're passionate for their own people. And... But the scripture said it was of the Lord that he sought an occasion against the Philistines. Okay, so the, again, we're back to the idea that, or the fact that it was a setup. Yes. Okay. This was a setup. So Delilah... As we know the story, she gets her assignments. And I think Delilah knew the cruelty of the Philistines and that if she would not deliver on the agreement, I don't know if they would have killed her like they did Samson's wife. But when she finally got Samson to open up and tell the secret of his strength, she called up the Philistines. She said, I got him now. Yep. He had told me his whole heart. He had told me the secret of his strength. He's a Nazarite. He's been consecrated unto the Lord for this purpose. He's been devoted. He wasn't devoted. But, well, you know. so, well, if he was actually, um, did he actually tell her that he was appointed to destroy the Philistines or did he just tell her where the strength was? He told us where his, where his strength was. Okay. Okay. He told her the secret of his strength. He said, I've been a Nazarite. I don't know if you know what a Nazarite was. He said, no razor have ever touched my hair. The hair, the head of my hair, these seven locks I have. Um, and she can tell that he finally poured his heart out. He told his secret. Whereas Samson gave a riddle and his wife told his secret. Here it is, Delilah. He would pour his heart out again and she would tell his secret. But it was actually in the plan of God that this information would get out so that he could be taken and put in that position, ultimately, yes. the position that he 
that hill he died on. Yes. Okay. So she betrays Samson, and we get into this lesson. The first verse of the lesson said, But the Philistine took him. Now they shave Samson's head off, and he's like a normal man as far as strength-wise. They took Samson, and they put out his eyes. So... I think it's important to stop there for a minute because he was not an ordinary person because of the anointing that was on his life that made him extraordinary. Yes. And that reminds me of, uh, was it Saul? And God said that you can't pour the oil or the anointing on an ordinary person. It has to be someone extraordinary. Well, that's um, the purpose of the anointing oil. But in this lesson, Samson didn't get the anointing oil. He didn't get the oil, but he had a, a gift, a power, an anointing, like a spiritual anointing. Yes, but the covenant was in his hair. So, so the scripture says that while the man was cutting off Samson's locks of his hair, mm-hmm. the spirit of the Lord departed from him. Wow. Prior to this verse. And just as the hair was being removed, the strength was going out of him. Yeah. It says in verse 20, And she said, The Philistine be upon thee, and Samson... Samson, and he awoken out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And who was not that the Lord had departed from him. So as they shaved off his hair, his locks of his hair, the Lord had departed from Samson. So he didn't realize it? Because he was asleep when she cut off, um, had his hair okay. cut off. Okay, I gotcha. She, she had Samson in her lap and she caused him to go to sleep. He told him his secret to his his anointing, his power, and he fell asleep in her lap. Okay. And when he woke up, his secret was gone. She had betrayed him. So she had divulged the secret. His hair was gone. His strength was gone. Yeah. He was at his lowest. And his last vision, before his eyes was put out, was of her. When was when were his eyes put out? You just. Right here, So anyway, he went to prison. That was the first thing they did. They came, apprehended him, took him, put him. Did they take his out? Did they gouge his eyes out before they put him in prison? And the Philistine took him and he put his eyes. He put out his eyes. What verse is that? That's verse twenty-one. Okay. And brought him down to Gaza. So So his last vision was the woman that brought him down. The woman that brought him down and her receiving her reward from them. Her eleven. Hundred pieces of silver times five before the five lords of the Philistines paid her. Okay. <clears throat> her his his I think that's why he said for the vengeance of my eyes, because that's what he said. Well yeah, I mean it was a terrible thing. Yes, I mean for, <clears throat> of course it was a horrible thing. But isn't there a more uh, over isn't there a more uh, powerful overlying reason for his vengeance? And we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay, so they brought him down to Gaza and brought him in feathers. Feathers. Feathers of brass. And he did grind in the prison house. Okay, so they bound him with chains and shackles. And the feathers are chains and shackles. And took him down there and, and found him. So he was grinding now at this mill. At this mill, making wheat. 
Isn't what they isn't that what they use eventually they started using animals to do that? Yeah, they would use animals then, but they put him. They put him so, but he didn't have strength. I mean, he still had whatever strength he had to do it. Whatever strength he he had, he had to do this task. Yeah, he had ordinary man strength, but that's what they put him to the task to to grind. And verse twenty two said, "How about the hair of his head begin to grow again after he was shaved?" So for twenty years, Samson worked at the mill and in this process of time his hair began to grow that was his Nazarite concentration separation that God had placed on his life Mm -hmm. just remember what the angel told him he's going to be a Nazarite until his or for his whole life yeah so that even, you know, as long as he was alive, he was going to be a Nazarite. So even though his hair was shaved and he was down grinding in the mill yeah, he was still, like an animal, he was still a Nazarite. He, his calling was still on his life. And as that hair grew back, it showed that God had not changed his mind. Yeah. And that call was still on Samson's life. But, but until the hair grew back was, and the hair was growing back while he was working at the mill for those 20 years. Because Samson lived 40 years. After? No, it says 20 years before his... Um, before or oh, before this whole yeah. event, and then another 20 years afterwards. This is 20 years here between. right here in verse 5, chapter 15 verse 20 it says and it, and he judged Israel in the days of Philistine 20 years and then after his death when he died then his brothers and all the house of his father came down and took him and brought him up and buried him with his father burial place and he judged Israel 20 years okay so 20 and 20 is 40. That's why I say Samson had a very tough ministry. So he the 20 years he judged was the 20 years prior to prior, the, the gouging of eyes. And then 20 years yes. of being in prison. In prison and, and, and working put at the Put the hard mill. labor. Yes. And, yeah, and grieving everything that yes. happened. But he found, he found somewhere, he found the determination that he was still going to get the victory yes. at the end of that. So where is that in our lesson? Because he is a type of Christ. Okay. So let's go to verse 23. Then the lords of the Philistines gathered them together for an offering, a great sacrifice unto Dagon, their God, and to rejoice. For they said, oh, for they said, our God has delivered Samson, our enemies, into our hands. So here we got Dagon appears. I think this is the, this is the first time Dagon is mentioned Later on, he is mentioned in Samuel. They guys mentioned again. So when is that? This right here is in Judges. I think this is in... What part of the story is it? Verse, uh, 23, uh, verse 23 of the lesson. Uh, was he just going into the prison at that time? No, he's been in prison for 20 years. And so this is the first time Dagon was mentioned? Yes, this is the first time Dagon is mentioned in the scriptures first time Dagon is mentioned in this lesson. Okay, so after the 20 years, so really, this is at the end of his life. Yes, this is Samson finna, finna die at this, 
on this very day. This point. Okay, all oh, on the day that he's about to die. Yeah. Okay, so the, now he hears about Dagon. Yes. Well, of course, he knew known about it before because he was a judge over the Philistines. But well, this is in a, this is in a, down in Gaza, where he's at. Mm-hmm. When uh, when you read when he when he destroyed this temple, they're gonna build Dagon another temple in Astra. That's in Samuel. Astra. Yeah. Okay. And that's when they put the Ark of the Covenant there, and uh, his head, his hands was cut off and was bowed before the Ark. No, see, that's that's the image that, and that's why I had the image of a totem pole. I think someone said it was a, a totem, like a totem pole, but it was just really a statue yeah. of this of this image, this this half man, it half fish. fish. Yes. Okay, and so, but the upper part of his body was human. So when it fell the first time, that's when the arms yeah. broke up. Okay. Yeah. And then the second time, it was just nothing but the stump left over. Yeah. And that was just because... And also, that, was that at the house of Obed-Edom? No, this, this is before they sent it to Obed-Edom. Okay, But Obed-Edom. When, when, when the Ark of the Covenant was captured, they put it in the temple of their God. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's why it was next to Dagon. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But this is... This is this Dagon and Samson lesson, that temple is going to be, be destroyed by Samson. And then they moved Dagon temple another one of the cities of the five lords of the Philistines. Okay. So Gaza is one of the lords of the Philistines. Mm-hmm. And then Astra is another one. And they got mm-hmm. one of the three other ones. Okay. 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 So they said, our God has delivered Samson, our enemy, into our hands. Verse 24, and when the people saw him, they praised their God. For they said, our God has delivered into our hands our enemy and the destroyer of our country, which slew many of us. Talking about Samson's feet. Now they're looking at Samson, and he's not in the temple yet, but they're worshiping and they're praising their God. But now they're going to make a, a vital mistake in verse 25. And it came to pass when their heart was merry that they called, that they said. So when their heart was merry, because everybody doesn't understand that, when they had been feasting for a while. Celebrating. They had been celebrating. Mm-hmm. They were drinking wine. Wine. It was for a minute. Yes. So when they were well into their relaxed state, Late. they were <laughs> or euphoric. Yeah. Okay. So all, they were high lit. You know, whoever's listening. But they were when they were well into that state. Then what happens? And it came to pass when their heart were merry that they that they said, "Call for Samson, that he may." Make a sport, and they call for Samson out of the prison house. You know what? I I I go right right to Esther. When they get drunk, then they want to be entertained, right? That's, it's no different than the day. That's what people. That's <laughs> what the human. That's what the human flesh yeah, does. Yeah, we got we got yeah we we let's we're high. Let's have um let's have a show. They sell- let's, bring us a presentation. Go get us. You know this Lord of the Philistines. Now, let's no going. Let's go and get Samson, and bring him up here so we can just make you know. sport of him. Yeah, yeah. And mock him, because that's what sport means. It means to laugh at, to, mock. to make fun of, and mock and play games with him. Wow. Because his eyes they got he's pleasure blind. Out of that. Yes. Okay. Okay. So they made sport with him. Mm-hmm. And they set him between the pillows. Pillars. And Samson said unto the lad that led him by the hand. Suffer me that I may fill the pillars whereupon the house stand. 
that I may lean upon them. And I think he was infuriated and uh, intimidated by what they were doing. And I think that, you know, he was probably enraged by what they were doing. Of course, they had gouged his eyes out. But, you know, what they were doing to him was infuriating him, too. He also hears about Dagon. He, he, you said that every time he heard the word Philistines, he would be enraged. So I think there's a combination of things going on um, inside of him. And so he's willing to give everything he's got to bring them down at whatever cost. So sometimes you have to get to that point where whatever it's going to take, whatever the cost. Yeah, enough is enough. And I'm willing to pay whatever the cost is to bring this to an end. And so that's where he was. So he tells the young lad to take him and bring him to the post, which would be the main beams of the house. Mm -hmm. So I noticed when they're building houses, they say you can't tear that wall down because that one is holding up the structure. Yeah, the foundation. So he was trying to get to those beams that held the foundation up, knowing that if he moved them, that the building would collapse. And of course, he would be collateral damage or he would be destroyed along with them. Well, he didn't mind that. And then verse 27 said, now the house was full of men and women. And all the lords of the Philistine was there, and they were upon the roof about 3,000 men and women that beheld why Samson made sport. Okay, so they were just laughing and enjoying him being, I mean, this this man that had been grinding in the mill, this man that had been belittled and demeaned and injured and wounded and eyes gouged out. They were enjoying that. Because- I, sometimes I wonder that when they took his eyes, did he also take the tear ducts? Yeah, that's a good question. Because, like you said, that um, even though he couldn't, his eyes was taken out, so he had a different type of blindness. He had no eyes in his socket. They took his eyes out. Okay. So, and I know he was a human being, and he was a man, and I'm not quite sure he was sorrowful and his heart. And I'm quite sure God was able to read his heart those 20 years he was grinding. Even feeling it. Yes, feeling, because he was God's man. He was a Nazarite, according to the angel. He's going to be a Nazarite from his birth unto his death. He was still God's appointed. Yes, even from the time he was born at that time and all the mistakes and things he made in between. But according to the scripture, it was God that caused him to fall in love with these strange Philistine women so he can have an, an occasion against the Philistines. He was an insider. He was doing an inside yeah. job. So so I would say, based on what we've learned so far, is that Samson, you know, being in the Hall of Fame, Samson made it even with all the, his his misgivings and, you know, and his indiscretions. Yeah. It was, it, it worked, you know, all things worked together for the good. So it worked into God's plan, even though he did some things that weren't appropriate for a Philistine, it was still meant for him to be down there judging the Philistines, among Philistines, and to take out the Philistines. Yes. Okay. To take out this, this God, they got. And they got. So they made sport of him. In verse 28, And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee, and strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O Lord, that I may be once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. Now I want to read you a verse in Leviticus chapter 24 where it says, And 
eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And he was a judge, so he knew As he has caused a blaspheme in the man, so shall it be done unto him. So this is what Samson had a right to give this request to God to strengthen me this one time. Yeah, I just I just don't see it as that that was the ultimate reason for the death. I think it was the ultimate reason that I mean it was probably part of the fury, probably part of what stirred him up. And it probably was a pushing point. It was probably one of those last straws. Um certainly, you know, he grieved the loss of his sight. But for 20 years. For 20 years. And the way they treated him on top of that. So, you know, of course for that. And then to make sport of him. And to make sport of him. But I think that, you know, ultimately that it was those Philistines. They needed to be dealt with decisively. Of course. Of course. course. In verse 29, And Samson took hold of the two middle pillars upon which the house stood, Mm -hmm. and on which it was bored up. Of the one on his right hand and the other on his left. Okay. And Samson said, Let me die with the Philistines. And he bowed himself with all his might, and the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that was therein. So the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which he slew at his life. So, in, in conclusion to this lesson, uh, even though it cost him everything, including his life. It cost him everything. He did more in that sacrifice, you know, faithful unto death. He did more in that sacrifice than he had done in all the 20 years that he had reigned uh, as judge over the Philistines. And then the 20 or, you know, the 20 years, 364 days, I'm just, you know... I'm trying to put it in an idea um, that he was down there being made sport of alone. His life had turned out bad. His, uh, you know, death of his wife, the death of his, you know, he he never saw his parents again. The last thing that he visualized and probably was burned into his memory, memory was, was the Delilah. Delilah. Yeah, the, the, the betrayal that had brought him down to this point. The only women, only woman who name is in his story, it's Delilah, who betrayed him. But it was a victory because he took out more and he accomplished more. And I what is, would you think that that made up for those 20 years that he was down there that he could have been taking some of them out? Does it sound like it could have been? Yes, because his answer was, let me die with the Philistines. Okay. When, when it's prayer to the Lord to put the Lord to remember him and to strengthen him remember that now the right vow that you placed in my life when I was yeah, a baby I made a vow and I'm going to and, and, and I will you know I'll be faithful until the end and so he was and so with that you know that's our lesson for this week and even Christ in his death he bore more people he birthed more people into the kingdom of God with his death. Yes. Than in his earthly ministry. And people still are coming through his death. And not only through his death, but more so because of his blood that he shed. Blood that he shed and his and, resurrection. And the Holy Spirit that he sent back to dwell in our hearts. 
Amen. Okay, well, listen, this was our first podcast, and we're feeling our way. We're learning. So I'm hoping and praying that you'll join us again on Reset Forever podcast. Again, my name is Dr. Valerie Simpson. and I'm Elder Simpson. And, we and it was an honor to bring to you the rich word of God. Amen. God bless you. <laughs>